Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Wednesday, August 25th, uh, 2021. Uh, I'll get to why I'm doing this early in just a minute. Um, but anyway, I want to say hello to everybody that's joined in the chat room. I realize this, that this is early and kind of unscheduled, but uh, there is a method for my madness. And I'll apprise you of that shortly. Don't forget, this Friday afternoon, evening, we do have another vid chat. That will be at 6.30 U.S. Central Time. I've already got some questions and comments in, so please remember, get your questions and comments emailed to me uh, for the vid chat by tomorrow night, uh, say between 10 and midnight, um, so that I can get those read and sorted for Friday's vid chat. Anyway, again, hello to everybody in the chat room. I'm sorry, I, I, it's hard for me to pay attention to all of you on the chat room and on the screen. I want to talk uh, briefly about why I'm doing this early, and then we'll get to today's uh, news. It's not surprising news. It's sort of predictable. But we will get to it. The reason I'm doing this early is I'm running an experiment. Um, as you know, I've been trying to get a backup platform uh, for our web website in case YouTube and its infinite wisdom decides to censor certain comments that they don't like. It's you know they're playing the role of Cardinal Bellarmine. If you don't know who Cardinal Bellarmine was, he was the official inquisitor for Galileo. <laughs> okay, so uh, YouTube likes to play the role of Cardinal Bellarmine. Anyway, I'm not comparing myself to Galileo, but I'm just saying that's what they're doing. All right, so the experiment, I will uh, let you know if it was successful or not. Uh, we will see. Uh, spent a lot of time in last week trying to get things set up so that if YouTube takes things down, there will be a record of it somewhere. And if that was successful, I will let everybody know. Um, next, next news and views. Uh, hello to me from Florida. Uh, and let's see. Lots of hellos there. Anyway. Anyway, let's get started here. I want to talk about Afghanistan because the last time I told you that my prediction was this is going to have geopolitical fallout that is going to ripple through time for several years. And I want to talk about a couple of articles. One is an op-ed piece in the Daily Telegraph, or as they like to call it in the United Kingdom, the Daily Torygraph from... Uh, a Tory member of parliament by the name of Tom Tugendhat, who's the member of parliament representing Tonebridge and Malling. Um, this is an interesting op-ed, and you have to read between the lines. This is about, for by British standards, this is about as direct a slap in the face as you can get. And then the subsequent article is reporting on the uh, meeting, the press conference that the Ayatollah Kamala and the Singapore Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong had last Sunday. And again, 
it's about as direct a slap in your face as you can get. So let's start off with the Daily Tory Graph article from MP Tom Tugendhat. And the title of the article is, This G7 is a Turning Point for the West. And I'm going to read just a few paragraphs here. Quote, the chaotic withdrawal, I would say catastrophic, disastrous, debacle, you know, <laughs> choose your word. The chaotic withdrawal from Kabul will be a turning point, but now it's up to us, and that us is very important, to choose the direction of travel. We can turn this around. That's why Tuesday's G7 meeting matters. It will show the determination of the free world to work together. The first point is easy. Who's at the table? Of course, it's short notice, but few nations are more affected than India by the inland tsunami in Asia or more likely to be important to what happens next. Along with partners from G7 parliaments, I'm calling for India to attend. With Delhi holding the presidency of the UN Security Council, its presence at the meeting would show a commitment not just to bringing others in, but also leveraging the institutions we have built to defend peace. So in other words, the takeaway from that is they need to restructure all of these global councils, including the G7, in the wake of what has just happened, and India has to be in it. That's what he's really saying. Now, I'm skipping several paragraphs here, a couple of paragraphs. Quote, two flashpoints stand out. In the West, just before NATO attacked in 2001, Iran's Shia regime nearly went to war with the Taliban. Though the years have passed, the theology has not changed and the tension remains. In the East, the border with Pakistan, the so-called Durand Line, has never been accepted by the government in Kabul. It seems unlikely that the Taliban, as a Pashtun movement with adherents on both sides of the border, will consider this time to change their prior stance. That's why the G7 must do more than renew commitments, more than help the region. We need to realize that the impact of the Taliban's success will be felt wider. China is already spreading propaganda in Taiwan, claiming that this shows the U.S. has no commitment. We need to prove our strategic patience by be, being willing to invest in our allies. Okay? Note, note again the word we. Okay? Final two paragraphs from this article. Closer to home, this is a key paragraph, closer to home, our NATO partnership needs renewal. After years of wrangling, we need to get beyond the forever squabbles and focus on what matters to us all, trade, cooperation, but most of all, defense. We need to build on the NATO alliance and accept that Britain is an independent but essential ally of many European states. Skipping one more paragraph. After 9-11, the world turned to the United States for leadership in responding to the attacks on New York and Washington, D.C. Over the past 20 years, that's been eroded by tough choices and tragic errors. 
but the world was always too big even for the greatest power and too complex for a single leader. We need an allied response. Now, folks, those last two paragraphs I suggest to you are signal indicators of sweeping changes. Even though the language here is guarded and very reserved, nonetheless, what this uh, MP is talking about is, number one, rehaul, overhauling NATO with a view for a diminished American role. That's the way I'm reading it. In other words, they're playing and thinking even though they're not saying it. Worst case scenario, what happens if the United States simply disappears as a player? What do we in Europe do? Well, we make NATO basically the bedrock of a European defense policy. Uh, this is the way I'm reading it. And the second thing it means is we need to beef up defense. And then finally, notice what we said. We need an allied response. Not an American-led response, an allied-led response. So in other words, the us here, I'm suggesting, is the Europeans are taking this exactly the way everybody else in the world is taking this, a colossal failure on the part of the United States, a, a gigantic mismanagement with huge geopolitical repercussions. Namely, if you're an American ally, and I'm going to not mince words here, you can't count on us for anything. In other words, the Russians years ago, uh, the Saker pointed out in one of his blogs, the Russians have a word for the United States that in Russian translates as not agreement capable. In other words, it is so uh, not trusted by anyone that the allies now of the United States are going to have to severely rethink their policy. Now, this is my takeaway uh, from that article. Uh, I, I will link it so that you can read it. You may get a very different take on it, but that's my take. But now, secondly, there's this article um, titled Singapore Prime Minister Says U.S. Image in question during press conference with Kamala Harris. Now, this remark actually was stated by the Singapore Prime Minister, Lee Hsien Lung, with the Ayatollah Kamala standing next to him on the podium. Okay, I want you to listen to this. Quote, Singapore Prime Minister Lee Hsien Lung said during a Sunday press conference with Vice President Ayatollah Kamala Harris that he believed after America's awry withdrawal of troops led to the fall of Afghanistan, global perceptions of our image would be determined in the days ahead. Quote, this is what he actually said. Listen carefully. Quote, what will influence perceptions of U.S. resolve and commitment to the region will be what the U.S. does going forward, how it repositions itself in the region, how it engages its broad reign of friends and partners and allies in the region, and how it continues the fight against terrorism. Countries make calculations and take positions, and they have to make recalculations and adjust their positions from time to time. 
Sometimes it can be done smoothly. Sometimes there are hiccups. Sometimes things go awry and take time to put right, unquote. Now, the way I'm reading that, folks, is, okay, we're watching, and we're watching to see over time if you manage to extricate yourself from this debacle, all right? So in other words, yet another ally, and an important one, giving Singapore's location at the bottom of the Malacca Straits, a very important one. Um, yet again, this is a signal that this whole Afghanistan thing, whatever else you make of it, you know, I, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories out there about what's going on, and I'm looking at all of them and weighing them, but I don't want to talk about that. I'm simply focused here on the geopolitical repercussions of the basic narrative. In other words, no conspiracy theories involved, no confiscation, missing gold, no resetting the drug trade, and on and on we could go. Um, I'm not concerned with that. I'm concerned simply with the geopolitical repercussions. And again, yet another ally is saying, okay, we're going to sit back and watch you very carefully and see what you do. Um, anyway, to continue. The reporter also asked the Ayatollah Kamala what the U.S. message was to its partners. Harris spoke directly after Lee, but didn't directly address the question. Oh, surprise, surprise. Quote, the reason I am here is because the United States is a global leader and we take that role seriously, unquote. Um, yeah, I would imagine that's why you're there, but... Um, the reception, you idiot, is not very warm. Skipping a couple paragraphs. The remark made for an awkward moment during Harris's visit to the region after President Joe Biden and co. told reporters last week he had heard, quote, no question of our credibility, unquote, from world leaders on the issue. Former United Kingdom Prime Minister Tony Blair took an even more acerbic tone toward the U.S. withdrawal in a Monday op-ed, writing that he found the justification for it, quote, imbecilic, unquote. Now, um, from a former prime minister of the United Kingdom, <laughs> those are pretty harsh words. The issue already drew attention for Harris once over the weekend when, as she stepped off her flight to Singapore, a reporter began asking her about Afghanistan, and the Ayatollah Kamala cut her off while laughing loudly, quote, hold on, she said, before saying Afghanistan couldn't be a, quote, higher priority, unquote. Well, if it's a higher priority, if it's a high priority, the last thing you do is withdraw your troops before you get the other people, the civilians, and so on, out of there and the equipment. And you don't do it leaving several Britons, French, and Dutch stranded in Afghanistan <laughs> as a result. I mean, come on. So anyway... Um, I got to tell you, folks, the geopolitical consequences of this disaster are going to be with us for years. And in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I think the damage now geopolitically and to the United States uh, 
position as the leader and the exceptional nation and uh, all of this stuff, you know, the shining city on a hill, uh, I think the damage is irreparable. Uh, this is a weak government, and I'm not talking about Biden and Co. I'm talking about the government, okay? It's a weak government. Uh, it's thrashing around trying to maintain its empire, um, and it's it's bungling basically everything it does. So this is one to watch, folks. Um, I imagine the next couple years we're going to see quite a change uh, geopolitically. Uh, yes, and Noble says, we did the same thing in Vietnam, left them look up the killing fields. Millions lost their lives when we pulled out. That's quite true. Yeah, quite true. Uh, N.M. Condon says, America needs a General Franco. <laughs> we need a general. <laughs> Just somebody with some military competence. <laughs> You know, at this stage, I take about anybody. Uh, anyway, that's it, folks. Don't forget the uh, vid chat in a couple days at 6.30 in the evening. That's U.S. Central Time. Get your questions, comments, emailed to me before uh, 10 to midnight tomorrow night. Anyway, thank you all for showing up in the chat room uh, for this uh last-minute news and views. Uh, and again, I will let everybody know if my little experiment in backup uh, was successful. Anyway, thank you, folks. Take it easy. Bye-bye. We'll see you on the flip side. God bless.